Presents The Rick Walker Show. Defrag your mind. It is December twenty third. 2023 and things are weird. It's almost Christmas. And Tucker Carlson has gone full UFO. I'm thinking I might have to book an emergency trip to Antarctica. Because death of a snowman. I'll explain when we come back on the other side of this. is watching. Greetings brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. 
Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. Individuals. Defenders of individual rights and freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News. Maverick News. Defending free speech. Free speech. Donate. At freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. So it has been kind of a strange year, very strange year. And uh, when I say that, I mean it because we've been talking about, when I go back and I look at the headlines, some of the shows we've been doing, I just, uh, I just shake my head. I, I never thought when I got into journalism that I would actually be talking uh, seriously about UFOs, let alone reporting on congressional hearings. And, uh, and yet here I sit talking about UFOs again. Um, when I was in journalism school, I, I, I worked at the, the college radio station. And uh, there was an election on a municipal election. And one of the candidates was running on a platform where she, uh, she had two main issues. One was she wanted to offer free sex therapy for people at the municipal level. And two, she wanted to build um, a spaceport for UFOs. So I was what they called the public affairs director for the student radio station. And we were doing a number of special reports on the upcoming election. And I didn't want to subject anybody else to to this woman where her name was Agnes Cowan Shaw. And uh, I, I went to visit Agnes myself. I took that assignment. Um, it was up to me to assign the other student reporters to uh, specific candidates to get special reports done. So I, I took Agnes Cowan Shaw and I went to visit her at her house and uh, she was certifiable. She was absolutely crazy. She was a perennial candidate, always ran from air while she was alive. She's long since passed away, but she had physical and mental health issues. And she kept running from air, but I'll never forget going to visit her. She, she offered to therapize me. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my goodness. She was, how old would she be? She was, she was pretty ancient at the time. 
I was pretty young. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she offered, you know, some free sex therapy sessions for me. And I said, uh, thanks, I'll pass. <laughs> oh my God. Also, she had a lot of cats. I mean, a lot of cats. So many cats that her house smelled, well, you can imagine, because she never cleaned anything up. And um, there was ammonia in the air, I swear. I'll never forget it. I came out of there gagging. I'm surprised I didn't upchuck right then, right then and there. What a, that was weird. That was weird. But that was like kind of one thing. There were some other weird things back then too that, that I dealt with, but that was, that was pretty weird. She was pretty weird. And yet today in 2023, she would fit right in. Wouldn't she? Yes, she would. Maybe she wasn't so crazy after all. Now they're talking about UFOs at the congressional level. I mean, NASA's talking about UFO, UFOs. The government is talking about UFOs in 2023. What is 2024 going to bring? Now, Tucker Carlson has gone full UFO, man. Full UFO. You know, it's it's when he talks about it, though, it seems to have some real credibility behind it, you know? The funny thing about all this is, though, after everything that we've been through in the past year and all these congressional hearings, it's like I don't feel like we're any closer to the truth about anything. If anything, I think all this talk of UFOs has kind of left us scratching our heads more than ever and wondering what the truth is. I don't think it's resolved anything. But Carlson is saying that he has concluded that good and evil interdimensional spiritual forces are influencing humanity. And he says it's happening in such a profound manner that the controlled environment where mankind exists can be compared to an ant farm. This is the lead story here on December 23rd, 2023. How did this happen, God? Well, Tucker Carlson says that for him, uh, you know, this is a spiritual thing. He's actually started to, I guess he's in the middle of reading the Bible for himself and uh, something he's never done before. He's never read the whole Bible. So he's, he's embarked on that journey. And uh, he's been, you know, kind of making the rounds on podcasts, live streams, um, checking in with other social media influencers, talking about UFOs. I've also noticed that he has been doing shows on UFOs, segments on, on X, Twitter, now Rumble, too. He needs the ratings in order to keep going. I mean, he's uh, not that he's suffering at all for ratings, but I'm just saying um, talking about UFOs doesn't hurt your, uh, doesn't hurt your ratings at all these days. He was on, uh, he was on redacted talking about UFOs as well. And he was on the, on, on Tim cast. Here, let me show you. Let's bring up the Tucker Carlson clip. I just bring it up because in this Christmas season, at the end of the year, um, it's just been one zany year, hasn't it? And it's just, 
And it's just finishing with a zany bang with Tucker Carlson pivoting and really focusing on, on UFOs, it seems. Yeah. And he, he explains here, you know, kind of where he's at with it all. I, I, I like Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I just, but I'm, I'm scratching my head over this, right? Like, why is a guy like Tucker Carlson focusing so much on UFOs? But he, he does. He has been. He's been one of the, the leading voices focusing attention on UFOs and what the government might be hiding and uh, all of this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's, let's listen to what he had to say on the Tim cast here. It's my personal belief based on fair amount of evidence that they're not aliens. They've always been here. Um, and I, and I do think it's spiritual. That's, that's my view. So, and, and again, it's not provable, but based on, uh, on the evidence, I think I'm with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. if the U S government has in fact had contact, direct contact with these beings, whatever they are, I've already told you what I think they are and has entered into some sort of agreement with them, which is, which is the claim of, of informed people. Um, I would say whether they're right or wrong, I can't say conclusively. But, but, yeah, but, but wait, wait, wait. if that is true, I mean, it's a very, very, very heavy thing. Yeah. Are you, well, a lot of people say well, interdimensional uh, beings. Right, I, I want to ask, are, you, are you angels and demons or how would you well, describe these, these beings? You know, I, these are, again, I'm getting into the realm of conjecture. So I just want to say that flat out. Entity. But one thing I know for a dead certain fact, having seen it, is that um, there is good and evil that we're being acted upon at all times. And I think every person can feel that in himself. I mean, there are moments when you are moved to do things that are much better than you actually are. And they're also more evil and destructive than you actually are. You are subject to forces from outside yourself. That is absolutely true. Now we can argue about what they are, but every person in the room, if he's reflective, will tell you, yes, I know what you're talking about. And so there are forces that are not human, that do exist in a spiritual realm of some kind that we cannot see. And that when you think about it, sort of make you think we live in an ant farm. Yeah. <laughs> being yeah. Right. And that's Absolutely. just, that is real. Yeah. Okay. When I, and there's many. Okay. So it's a question of faith, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I was going through, I was at Christmas shopping a couple of days ago and again, looking around and, uh, what am I going to buy? And I come out with nothing. I did buy some groceries, though. So when I was going through the checkout, what's there? It's uh, the National Enquirer. What's on the front cover? Stories about the JFK assassination, which we've talked about extensively over the past year, and... UFOs. Two things jumped right out at me, and I thought, oh my goodness, I've become a National Enquirer clone. Um, and it's just, it is kind of weird, man, where we've gone with all this stuff. So I just, I just bring it up because it's been one heck of a crazy year. I'm not, I'm not sure where it's going, but it seems like, you know what, like that stuff seems like it's almost more sane than a lot of the real news that we're getting, even from the mainstream media.
don't know what else to tell you. I today I'm I was out and I was at another store and there on the it was a variety store and there was a copy of the Toronto Star headline death of a snowman we're going to we're i'm going to save that that's another that's another crazy headline i didn't i don't didn't need to read the story i already know what it's about i can i could I knew as soon as I saw the headline, I could regurgitate the talking points without even having read the story. Came back here, got into the studio, called it up, and yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> but there's more, and I'll share that with you later on. We're going to save it until the end because I've got a, I've got a, a rebuttal to that. You. That I want to share with you tonight. So stay with me because when we come back, we're going to talk about Antarctica. The sharing of biased and false, false news has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. More alarmingly, some media in an ocean of lies a century deep, the truth awaits. Choose not the red pill. Choose not the blue pill. For both are an illusion. Discover the power of M. The power of individuality. We are mavericks. We are the way to the light. Fear not the storm. Join our quest for truth. Truth will set you free. Maverick News. The world is watching. So as I punched in Death of the Snowman, which we're going to talk about again later on in the newscast, I, <laughs> you know, you know how Google works on their algorithm. So then what comes up on the sidebar? This ad. You can book a trip to Antarctica. All right. So Antarctica expedition trip, Antarctica cruise packages, Antarctica expeditions, small cruise ships, Antarctica expedition cruises. Oh, you can go see these Antarctica Peninsula wildlife for things with polar bears and uh, penguins. <clears throat> that reminds me of a politician, a guy who was the premier of Ontario for a while, Dalton McGinty. He was on the campaign trail. <laughs> he was, oh, this is years ago, a few years ago provincial politics he goes to a kindergarten class and he's talking to the kids and he started to talk i think it was about climate change and i was i was covering him at the time and he he told the kids that um 
he, he, what was it? He made reference to penguins being at the North Pole. And I was like, penguins at the North Pole? What are you talking about? Penguins don't live at the North Pole. They live at the South Pole. Anyway, I called the newsroom. I was like, did you know our premier thinks penguins live at the North Pole? And uh, so I talked to these other reporters and I said, you know, all the other reporters who were there. And I was like, you know, I, I, he was liberal. I said, I don't I don't think he's wrong. And then some of the other reporters were like, uh, well, yeah, I think penguins live at the North Pole. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think they live at the North Pole. And then they started to defend him because, you know, they were pretty woke. And uh, so I called our newsroom and I was like, I, I got to do a story about this. Like our premier is telling kids that penguins live. He's, they brought him into the school and he's misleading these children. He's, they'll, they'll be scarred for life. <laughs> they'll, they'll go on a quiz show or something and they'll blow their their $50,000 question because you, Dalton McGinty told them that penguins lived at the North Pole. Anyway, I got to do my story, but they were, oh, I had to, oh, did I have to wrestle with the assignment desk on that one because it was so embarrassing for the then premier of Ontario for me to do this story about how he didn't know where penguins lived. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but I just bring it up because the Antarctica thing, you know, some people think that there's a secret Nazi civilization or encampment or base stationed in Antarctica with it's underground. And other people think that there are like tunnels or they keep cages with, you know, what's in them. So then I saw, well, let's just take a cruise, go down there and check it out. Like then I thought, you know, how can that be? Like, why would anybody go to the to Antarctica on a vacation? It is really cold down there. Have you not heard of the bird expedition? Do you know what they had to do to prepare for that and to and to survive that? Whoa, man, it is really cold down there. So I don't know how far down into the Antarctica they go with those cruise ships, but count me out, okay? Unless I really need to go down there, I'm not going to go because not just for a pleasure cruise. I guess if I really need to go and see if the uh, if the Nazis are still living down there from World War II, um, I'll go check it out if there's, you know, modern version of that. Have you seen these coins? People, you know point to these things and they say there's proof that you know the nazi encampment in antarctica exists there's uh yeah, they, they they show these coins some of these were made in like well it says 2015 and these ones interesting i don't think it proves anything you can have coins made um and there is one here with uh I think somebody's playing with us. There's a UFO on that one. <laughs> yeah, because it's not just Nazis, man. There's like UFOs being hidden down there. Tucker Carlson also said that he thinks the UFOs, if I remember right, I think he said that he thinks that they are hidden under the ocean. A lot of people think that. It's 2023. Why not? How much weirder can 2024 get? 
can get pretty weird. Uh, I don't want it to get weirder. I just want to, I'd like it to go back to kind of a normal or maybe um, a place where I can just not know what's really going on. You know what else I don't know? I, I don't know what's, I didn't know what slouch socks are. Oh, my ignorance is on full display. My wife, you know, trying to help me out getting ready for Christmas. And I, I have to get the heck out of here because I have to, to go to my parents tonight for uh, family Christmas to start all that stuff. But I was out today and, you know, she tried to help me out. She gave me a list. I said, I don't know what I'm supposed to be going by. Don't know what to get you. It's going to get myself in trouble again because I just walk around and I don't know what to buy. And so she made a list of things for me to buy for her that I could buy, but I don't get everything. I only get her some of the things and then it's still a surprise. But she put slouch socks on the list. So I got, I got out there at the store today and I was like, I don't even know what slouch socks. I know what socks are. What are slouch socks? Is this a girl thing? Slouch socks? What's the difference between slouch socks and like regular socks? I have no idea. I'm just a guy. And I, I, I don't like, I know what ankle socks are. I don't like those. I want socks that go up higher above my ankle. Otherwise, it feels like like I'm just wearing them on my toe. So I had to look it up. Do you know what slouch socks are? Of course you do, because I'm probably the only person on the planet who didn't know what slouch socks are. Boy, do I feel stupid. So I looked it up. Here they are. Here's slouch socks. This is not news, but it is reality. There's slouch socks. I guess, I guess, but then as I'm looking at what slouch socks are, what what is the difference? Like, I guess it's because they get you can, they they're all wrinkly at the uh, above the ankle. There, is that what it is? I don't know. I guess. And then I look down and I, I'm looking at other socks, and yeah, I guess I guess that's what they are. Why would you want that? Why do you want them all crinkled up like that? And why can't you just take a regular sock and just kind of squish it down? I guess you have to have them longer. Whatever. It's Christmas. Do slouch socks make good stockings hung by the chimney with care? Are they better than like a regular sock for a Christmas thing? You know what my cousins used to do and my brothers when we used to do like a bigger family Christmas years ago when I was just a little kid, it was like <laughs> so that they would get more stuff in their stockings. They would, they would get like pantyhose <laughs> and hang those by the, by the fireplace. And then of course they'd stretch. And so they thought they'd get more stuff in their stockings. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's not news either, but that is history, my personal history. Uh, maybe you guys have been down that road, too. There are some ideas for you. If you're looking for some last-minute gifts, slouch socks. And if you want more gifts for yourself, pantyhose. 
Oh, but you can't escape politics. They can't, they just can't resist politicizing Christmas, can they? No, they have to. They just, they just gotta do it. Mainstream media, here we go. Megyn Kelly back in the hot seat. This is from NBC News tonight. And what are they talking about? Black Santas. Let's make an issue out of nothing. The premise of Black Santas caused a fuss 10 years ago. Now they're everywhere. What the heck are they talking about? I don't really care, man. Megyn Kelly went viral when she declared Santa Claus just as white. But a decade later, the idea of what St. Nick can look like has only expanded. Is that right? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember 10 years ago. Um, anything being any different about white Santa versus black Santa versus what? I don't know. I don't really care. Is this an issue? If somebody wants to dress up like Santa Claus, I really don't care what the color of their skin is. You can do whatever you want. Is this really news? Or are they just trying to make an issue out of this and divide people even more as we embark on this holiday season? What's this story say? By Morrow, or yeah, Mark Morrow. Jay Franklin is the guy who wrote this. He says, Aisha Harris had no idea of the uproar she would create when she recommended the Christmas penguin. Ten years ago, the writer and journalist published a lighthearted viral essay titled, Santa Claus Should Not Be a White Man Anymore. <sighs> In which she questioned the ubiquity of white Santa imagery. Quote, America is less and less white, but a melanin-deficient Santa remains the default in commercials, mall casting calls, and movies, Harris wrote. Isn't it time that our image of Santa better serve all the children he delights each Christmas? In fact, she suggests a Christmas penguin can represent the holiday instead of a person. The backlash was swift, especially after anchor Megyn Kelly responded to a piece to the piece on her Fox News show, The Kelly File. This is so ridiculous. Yet another person claiming it's racist to have a white Santa, Kelly said. And by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white. It goes on and 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 on about it. I don't care and I don't care and I don't care and I really don't care. I really don't care. I don't care. Santa, if you want to be Santa Claus and you're black, go right ahead. If you're white, go ahead. If you're Chinese, go ahead. If you're anything, I don't care. I wish they'd kind of like stop it, you know, just stop with all that. I don't care. There was one issue here. I remember a local story. This is about six, seven, maybe longer ago. Maybe six years ago. Anyway, it was a local store and I don't want to mark them out. Okay. But they had Sinterklaas. And 
for them, it's a tradition. And so it was a white guy and the face was all blackened. And it's a cultural thing. And then the local media got a hold of that. And uh, they'd been doing it for years and years and years and years and years. It wasn't like an Al Jolson, um, Mammy sort of uh, pejorative thing. It was it was like a, just a cultural thing that they've they've always done that um, Dutch community and uh, it's because of the way that they celebrate Christmas and for them Sinterklaas is black and so they their Sinterklaas had black they made the face all black for the kids to come and, and see him it was just it was supposed to be respectful not not the opposite of that so. There was that, and then that turned into a thing. And I don't think, and then because of all the media attention, I don't think they do that anymore. They were, um, you know, marked out. So they changed the way that they do it. But I don't care. You know, it's kind of like, it's like the kids too, who sang the national anthem at uh, the Winnipeg Jets hockey game, NHL, in Punjabi. I, you know, I, I don't think I was maybe clear enough about where I stand on that. And uh, a lot of people are like, you know, they're upset about it. And I kind of, I kind of see what they're saying. But here's the thing, right? Those kids sang their hearts out, man. And they did a really good job. And man, it's it was it seemed so patriotic. And so I'll tell you this, all right? I don't care what language you want to sing the Canadian National Anthem in. Just sing it. Sing your heart out. I don't care what language it's in. As long as it's respectful and patriotic, more power to you. And thank you for doing it. All right? Because the point is, they're singing the national anthem and they're proud of the country. They're happy to be here. They're doing something positive. Embracing the country. Trying to make their community a better place. If there's one thing that can unite the country that we absolutely need, it is a sense of national pride. And I don't care where it comes from or how it happens, but the national anthem is one of those vehicles that can do that. And to me, it doesn't matter what language it's performed in or how it's performed, if it's done in a country style or a rock and roll style or traditional style or what, however you want to do it. If you want to express yourself and show your love of country by singing or performing the national anthem, either in an instrumental way or vocally in your native tongue, go for it, man. I'm all for it. Like, just do it. Show the world how much you love your country and how much you love being here, how much you love your other, other Canadians. That's what you, that is what unites people. And yeah, we have two official languages. And yes, I understand the, the need for language and culture within a country to provide cohesion and, um, and stability. 
and for business reasons, economic reasons, cultural reasons, why you need a standardized language so that people know how to communicate and communiques, emails, business. But when it comes to the national anthem, that can be a creative thing. And that's, that's like an all encompassing thing. And I'm like, yeah, like, Others may disagree. You can disagree with me, but I don't. There's no bloody way I would walk up there and say, "Hey, all you kids, you know, you sing that in that language." Uh, no, man. You know what? It's that guy in the mall who was threatening people, saying he's going to put people six feet under, protesting, anger threatening violence that's the guy i'm worried about that's what we don't want in this country protest all you want but don't go around threatening to kill people those kids they're not the problem they're the solution all right the immigration is happening it's already happened the country is multicultural it may not be our strength it may be our challenge as i've said many times before but it's here, man, and we've got to figure out a way to make it all work. And I don't have an issue with it myself. It's like, I love it. Go ahead and sing. As long as they're singing the national anthem with pride and, and love, just do it. <laughs> but not burning the flag. They're singing the national anthem. They're not crapping all over the country. They're singing the national anthem. That's what we need. That's what we have to have. That's what saves the country. People who love the country. Maybe you don't agree on everything politically. Maybe, you know, one guy wants this party and the other guy wants that party. Maybe. All right. But they don't want to destroy the place. They love the place. They're at a hockey game. What's more Canadian than that? singing the national anthem and yeah there's a there's a big community there and so they came in they sang it in punjabi and and english both languages why not i've seen we've we've seen the uh we've seen it performed in many languages before spanish german i don't care if you sing it in pig latin as long as it's done respectfully. Or you could even make a joke out of it as long as it's not disrespectful. You could make a parody thing. I don't really care. As long as it's done out of love for your country. Go for it. That is what is missing in Canada right now is a sense of national pride. The convoy brought that back for the first time in a long time. We saw people standing on the overpasses, waving their Canadian flags and cheering, proud to be Canadian again. That's something Justin Trudeau took away from us. The truckers gave it back to us. At the height of the pandemic. What a beautiful thing that was. Embrace that. Push it forward. And keep on singing the national anthem. You want to sing it in English? Sing it in English. You want to sing it in uh, Cree? Sing it in Cree. 
I don't care. That's where I'm at. Anybody singing the national anthem with pride and love? We're on the same side. 100%. Hello, world. Are you awake? Uniting humankind by liberating millions of minds at a time. Maverick News. The world is watching. The New World Order Government Overreach The Great Reset Mainstream Media Lies Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now, at FreedomReporters.com That's FreedomReporters.com Maverick News The Antivirus Program For Your Mind Okay, and let's go live now to Leo, Mouth of the South, and Santa Claus. This is breaking news. Santa Claus is coming to town because he's already in town. Did you get a picture? No, no, no. There he is. He's making the rounds, doing his thing, and handing out candy canes to the kids. You want a Christmas bell like that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> his All new right. Santa outfit. All right. <laughs> Can you have a gift? You're really good tonight. Down there in Windsor. <laughs> um. oh, 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 oh. Merry Christmas. Would you like a candy cane? So he's down there visiting the bright lights display. In Windsor, Ontario tonight, spreading Christmas joy with all the kids. This is his live feed. What a good man. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. He's a celebrity. There you go. There's another one here. Fighting for time. Let's go battle him. Let's go battle that Santa. Uh, this is awesome. Anne asked you to call her. Anne. Anne, I can't call her. Can't call you, Anne. I'm on Facebook Live. I won't be here long. <laughs> City won't be here long. 
That looks like a lot of fun. It looks like they've got a great display down there, all kinds of vendors and things going on. That's fantastic. We need more of that kind of stuff going on too, man. All right, you know, it's so nice to see people back out after all the lockdowns and craziness we've been through. Feels like to some degree we're getting back to normal. There was so much fear, but now this. What a great Santa he is. <laughs> you guys want a picture with Santa Claus? Is this another one to the family? I do Oh, freezing up there a little bit. Great job. Smiling faces. Yeah, the weather's pretty good for it, too. Nice mild even. No, no snow. That doesn't actually bother me. Oh yes. You, you like a candy cane? Yes, I've got candy canes for you. One for your brother. Hey Santa. You want a picture with Santa? Oh, well, I'm gonna get a picture with Santa. Don't get it in that I would have got more. Oh. I came all the way here to see you two. I came all the way here to see you two. I never knew
Right on. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> yeah, I drew a picture with the little guy. That's a pretty big deal down there. Look how far that stretches with all those lights, all those booths, exhibits, vendors. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Awesome job, Santa. Okay, we'll pull out of this. And you know what I'm going to do? Santa did a such a good job. I'm going to have to knight him. We, the Maverick family, do hereby dub thee an official Maverick Knight, freedom fighter extraordinaire. May your courage and devotion to freedom and truth become a shining example to the people of our world and the Maverick universe. Maverick News. The world is watching. Good job, Santa. Now Santa's knighted. And uh, a lot of a lot of people having a good time down there. But, you know, it's a tough time of year for a lot of people, especially this year, because there's a new study out that shows people are cutting back this Christmas, trying to find ways to stretch those pennies. Oh, not that they make pennies anymore. It costs more to create or make the pennies out of copper than they're worth. Hmm. So no more pennies. Okay, stretch their dimes or nickels. We still have those. Pennies aren't worth anything. Uh, but inflation is taking a heavy toll. So this new report from Dalhousie University has revealed that buying holiday foods this year is going to be considerably more expensive. They're saying that the average family will spend well over $100 on average just for their Christmas dinner. So that's about 25 bucks per person for like a turkey dinner with the fixins, right? And that's because um, over the past year, things like uh, potatoes up almost 7%, carrots up almost 13% in price, celery, $4.49. Brussels sprouts, 660. The list goes on. That's that's crazy. Um, and I'll tell you, as I've been to the grocery store over the past year, some things are double in price. A lot of things. Some things are up 50%. 50% compared to a year previous and you combine that with like 
those other years. We've talked about this a lot. There are a lot of people in need this year. A lot of people struggling. And uh, I'm, I'm sad to see it. It's all the money printing and, um, and the massive spending by the government fueling inflation, plus the immigration. The Bank of Canada governor was speaking yesterday. Where was it he was speaking? Was it yesterday or the day before? said if it wasn't for the immigration, the massive numbers of people coming into the country, rents would actually have declined. Duh. <laughs> yeah, more supply or like less supply, more demand, higher prices, more people, more demand for places to live. You don't have enough supply. Prices go up. That's the way the market works. And mainstream media has always made people neurotic. Here's the CBC talking about inflation in, you know, with Christmas in mind. And look at their headlines today on their website. Here it is. It's uh, olive oil is getting more expensive, they say. And these Italian farmers can tell you why. Then it says here, climate change and a variety of pests are ravaging olive groves. So climate change is killing the olives. They're damaging the crop, creating less supply. Therefore, prices are going up. They say it's climate change. Uh-huh. Okay. Canadians, it says, hit hard by inflation, cut back for Christmas. That's the story I think probably that I just cited for you. Probably the same one. Then the next headline is inflation might be easing, but don't expect prices to fall. You see how they make you neurotic? Two stories, two headlines telling you that inflation is on the rise and it's a real problem. In fact, maybe even a crisis in the country. And then the third headline says that inflation is easing. It's on the decline. But don't expect prices to fall. It's like it's double speak. It doesn't make sense. Inflation is up. And then the next story, inflation is up. And then the third story is inflation is easing. But don't expect inflation to ease up because we're going to get more inflation. Duh, what? Then the next headline, why corporations aren't afraid to raise their prices because the, the CBC is left-wing neoliberal woke. So, of course, they automatically blame inflation on corporations. Big, greedy companies, not the government. Oh, it would never be Justin Trudeau's fault. No, Christian Freeland, the finance minister, she's doing it all right. She's okay. Just keep that government money coming to the CBC. Keep us funded, and we'll keep on blaming the problems with the economy on greedy corporations. Well, they're all profit-driven, obviously, but they just respond to market conditions. And the market conditions are such, because of government policies, that we have massive inflation because they're printing money like crazy. It's like quantitative easing to infinity and beyond. And that's the truth. That's the painful truth. And it's neurotic. They make you neurotic. Inflation's on the rise, but inflation is easing, but don't expect prices to drop. That's why people are dumbed down so much. The media makes people dumber after you watch them, read them, listen to them. It's 
double speak. It's not based in anything authentic, nothing factual, proper context. So what do we have going on here? Um, I've got, I've just got this other story coming in and I'm not, wasn't aware of it previously. So give me a moment. I need to review this. I'm going to run a little transition here while I just quickly speed read this to see what this is, what's been sent to me. This could be significant. So stick with me. I'll be right back on the other side. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Knights of Malta. Maverick News. Join us. 
The world is watching. Okay, so also sad news tonight. I don't know if you guys are fans or not. I've never really been much of a fan of the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, they were pretty, they've been pretty political, but Laura Lynch, a founding member of the Dixie Chicks, has been killed in a head-on highway crash near El Paso, Texas, 65 years old. So police down there say she was traveling east on a two-lane highway, Highway 62, when her vehicle was struck by another car heading in the opposite direction. It was, the other car was trying to pass another vehicle. She was one of the four original members of the band, which uh, got its start in 1989, now known as the Chicks, dropping the Dixie. Not politically correct. So, sad news. And um, as I was saying, look, I'm going to come back to this now, this death of a snowman. Death of a snowman. I saw this headline on an actual, like, physical copy of the Toronto Star newspaper. Um, just before I came back here to go into the studio for tonight. And the headline was Death of the Snowman. And I thought, oh, my God. Here we go. Didn't need to read the story. Nailed it. Knew exactly what they were getting at climate change. So here's, I came back and I found, I didn't buy the paper. Uh, oh, I'm not going to buy that. I don't need to. I'll find it online. I don't want to finance that so here's thus here's a, a related story of the story i guess yeah is the beloved snowman melting away for good this is actually yesterday so same damn story basically localized and then regurgitated recycled again tonight or today on the the new copy i guess i don't know but it's the same thing they just two days of doomed snowmen because of climate change is the beloved snowman melting away for good in toronto we asked experts oh grinch <laughs> jeez what's it what are they writing here it says in the back of mike ferguson's freezer there is a pill bottle full of what he calls snowman dna it's literally a scoop of snow from the melter remains of a massive figure he built in his front yard last winter he says but it is also, in a way, a symbol of hope that snow will fall again in Toronto, the good packing kind followed by cold enough temperatures to allow for a winter tradition to continue. Ferguson has, for the past six seasons, spent hours, days, and often weeks making a snowman, each year's besting the one before in size and renown. The first in December 2017, 
was only two feet taller than Ferguson's then three-year-old daughter, Sydney. The inspiration for the effort, last March snowman, reached a record 17 feet, towering over Sydney, now nine. <laughs> what they're getting at, of course, is that climate change, global warming, or as we heard in 2023, global boiling. We're boiling to death. So it's putting the very existence of snowman at risk. Frosty, the snowman melted. Remember when Frosty melted? But he came back to life because the North Pole air, Arctic air came, swept in, touched that melted snow water and reconstituted Frosty, he came back. It's okay, guys. We're going to be okay. Fear porn for Christmas. Soon there will be no more snowmen. Look at this. John Pomeroy happens to be an expert, it says, and he concurs the snow season is shorter across Canada. In some places, as much as Five weeks shorter, such as in the mountains of Alberta and B.C. The Canada Research Chair in Water Resources and Climate Change at University of Saskatchewan notes most of the country has experienced, come on, two to two and a half degrees Celsius of warming since the late 1950s. Places that used to be just cold enough for snow have seen much of their winter precipitation shift to rain, putting an end to reliable snow coverage. That has really strongly affected every aspect of Canadian life from the ability to have outdoor hockey rinks to having water for crops. <laughs> two to two and a half degrees average warmer. Really? Like, like in a sustained way? I don't know if I'm buying that. From driving our cars? You're telling me. Two to two and a half degrees. Two to two and a half degrees. More. Death of a snowman. Reminded me immediately when I first saw the, uh, the headline of Arthur Miller's play, Death of a Salesman. That's the first thing that came to mind. Mm. Great play. Great piece of literature. Highly recommend it. It's been years since I've read it. Going to have to go back and read that one again like an old friend. But then, you know, it, it occurred to me, no, 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 it's Christmas. And there's, there's another death of a snowman. There is a poem from Vernon Scannell. So I thought I'd share that with you tonight in the spirit of black Christmas, black Santa. We might have said, well, I have a black, dark Christmas. I don't, I don't know, man. So we're talking about death of a snowman. All right. So let's read together, shall we? Death of a snowman. <laughs> Great poem. He was a 
Vernon Scannell was a British poet and author, served in the military for a time. I think sometimes serving in the military gives creative people, poets, writers, uh, a unique and deep perspective on life and the human condition. And it translates into some deep and revealing work. Here's Death of a Snowman. Bring it up on the screen for you to see the text. There it is. Death of a Snowman by Vernon Scannell. I was awake all night, big as a polar bear, strong and firm and white. The tall black hat I wear was draped with ermine fur till the world began to stir and the morning sun swell. I was tired, began to yawn at noon in the humming sun, I caught a severe warm. My nose began to run. My hat grew black and fell. It was followed by my gray head. There was no funeral bell, but by tea time, I was dead. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> uh, how's that for a pick-me-up cheerful <laughs> poem on this 23rd day of December 2023? Maybe a fitting end to a show <laughs> in, in this strange, zany world. I'm going to wrap it up a little bit early here tonight, folks, because... I am going to go and uh, enjoy some Christmas cheer with my family. Going to get in that automobile and head down the highway. And you're my family too. And I'm so grateful for everyone being here tonight. Um, as, as dark as that poem might seem, I, I think that it, it, all, it, it made me smile. So... And Leo, Santa, good job out there at the Bright Lights display in Windsor, Ontario tonight. Spreading joy. Love you, man. Love all you guys, too. Uh, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, so I'm not sure if I'll be here. I'll try to come around. I can't promise. Depends on what goes on with family, but... If I'm able, I will come here and spend some time with you tomorrow night, right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Love all you guys. Merry Christmas. Catch you on the flip side.
Maverick News. The world is watching. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.